0: Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host Eve Eurydice, I'm a writer and an artist from the island of Lesbos, where the lesbians come from. Uh, A fact that made me, you know, super aware of pre-assigned sexual tropes, names, moralities since basically infancy, like since I was able to understand meaning and it set me apart from everyone else in my little country, being lesbian with a capital L, um, and and what that meant, you know, sexually. So that's been my lifelong path. I've written three books on female sexuality. I um, practice my art on female sexuality. I wrote the sex column, the sex files, and I started this podcast because I believe that the moment is now um, to begin... To speak sex fluently and freely, without shame, without uh, judgment, without uh, uh, euphemism, particularly, um, in order to bridge the dichotomy that we have been trained to live with between our bodies and our minds or souls or selves, um, and to become one again, and particularly I'm interested in the feminist voice, the women's voice, which has been suppressed, and women being the sex, it is the voice that now can change everything around, Um, and since we have earned the right to verbal consent to sex, which is actually a very recent victory, and the first time in written history, Western history that this has happened, um, in the West right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hoping to spread it <laughs> around the globe, um, I think that's where we begin. That's our starting point, and then we take it from there. So, um, in the interest of this, I have invited uh, my friend and colleague Laurie Kaling, today, uh, who has worked at length on very, you know, related, similar topics, fam um, centered questions. Um, she's a, an artist who participates in the Paradise Commons, an artist collective that convenes to create farm centered spaces of collaborative creativity and study. The most recent um, show, which I saw, was at Emerson Dorsch Gallery here in Miami, and it explored issues raised by Catherine Behar in her essay Facing Necrophilia, Botox Ethics. Um, and we live in one of the global, yeah, I would say, capitals of botox. <laughs> mm, um, ac- I actually met Dr. Brand, who I think was really? celebrated as the, you know, the, the doctor who used most botox uh, in the world. Wow. <laughs> Ended up hanging himself because he was like misrepresented in a, in a show, in a TV show, in a comedy show on TV. I forget its name. Um, in any case, so uh, the show. The, the the Paradise Summit show uh, opened during our Basel here in Miami and it featured works by Marcus Blake Lisa Bulowski Felicia Shik- Shizuko Carlisle uh, Nadia Moon Lawrence Strauss, Mette up and Elizabeth Condon and Karen Rifas. Um, the Research, conversations, and programming also centered around a library of texts that was curated by our very own Lori Kelly, who is here joining us today. Lori brought her experience as an academic librarian and a philosophy teacher to the collective as a reader and an interlocutor. And that's the experience she's bringing to us today. Um, Utilizing a set of tarot cards created from photographs of women's wrinkles, Laurie designed an interpretive guide using quotes, citations, and snippets of conversations centered around the essay Botox Ethics. So her research into ideas raised by the article, such as the aesthetics of aging, the feminist potential in refusing to curate an appearance, the ethics of connection against silence, continues. Today we'll be focusing on uh, the use of trans more. Transmore- Transformative. I want to say transmogrification. Yes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm ref- That's a good word. Yeah, though. I'm resisting like it though. One. Because I'm, I'm going like no, deep Catholic church. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're, we're already talking communion. Transubstantiation. Yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not the body of Christ quite <laughs> yet, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but the transformative technologies like cosmetic surgery, Botox, and all the other fillers, as examples for thinking in a new feminist way, in a more current feminist way. So, welcome to the podcast, Laurie. Thanks. Um, you and I had some conversation, you know, when we when we met at the show uh, about it, and I I myself, um, you know, been surrounded by. Gorgeous women who are enhanced. <laughs> yes, that is Miami. Um, right, that is Miami. And um, and actually, it's it's interesting because I'm, I'm starting a parenthesis here. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that it's one of the few um, ways of presenting yourself as a woman that cuts across uh, classes, races, um, you know, basically... You know, from like women who work uh, manual labor, you know, housekeepers, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, the, you know, whatever you may think, all the way to like the richest uh, housewives um, or
1: working women
0: seem to use it. And many of them go abroad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there is a lot of this o- also like cosmetic surgery tourism happening mm-hmm. in Miami mm-hmm. where, you know, tons of women go to Brazil or other South American countries um Colombia, Peru, and get work done annually, semi-annually, right? Because there's upkeep, right? Right. There is
1: constant upkeep. So that's an that's an interesting thing to think about. You're not really noticing any class or ethnic difference in the aesthetics that women are going for when they have work done. They all have Uh this kind of Mm -hmm. consistent, normalized femme, Mm -hmm. right?
0: I am not, at least not in this town. That's interesting,
1: and it may be just Miami because yeah. i know um i know the 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 fem aesthetics that i grew up with in california are very different the body shape is different the uh, anglo women want like no ass and big tits which is not a miami aesthetic mm. like anglo women in california would not understand getting a butt lift mm. because their their market you know they're going for a different femme look but I think Miami, you're right, it's incredibly similar.
0: Well, Miami. Um, I mean, I was attracted to Miami. You know, when I first came here from because New York City, because I right? of the bodies. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, indiscriminately all the body parts. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. where have I been? I know. You know, I'm just know. walking like on Ocean Drive and Lincoln Road. I will never forget those first days. And it's like everybody's exposed and everybody's hot. Yes. And everybody's yes. available. Yeah. And I was like, why am I trying to like meet people in this Village? But this yeah. is so much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, number one. So we don't, don't have do those celebrate layers of the body. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what you're getting. It's right covered up by three Yeah, but also down. we have
0: like really good looking people. And we right. we have had you know, yeah. statistically much better looking people than any other place I've been to. Yeah. yeah. I mean throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are like highlights, you know, yeah. when there is like a festival, you know, like the Cannes Film Festival, they have extremely good looking yep. but yeah. that's like a short period of time when different yeah. places have like that's our a norm good here. concentration. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's a norm. Yeah.
1: So that's that's one thing that I think is really interesting to think about. Um, if one of the books that we were working with is this one called um, Foucault on Self-Transformations, mm-hmm. and it's by Cressida Hayes. she's mm-hmm. It's from the Feminist Ethics series. And that's exactly what she's thinking about, is um, the ethics of plastic surgery, of choosing to do this work, they can't really, the ethical question can't be centered on the old style of feminism where it used to be, uh, we had this sense that there's, everybody should be natural mm-hmm. and any kind of attempt to not just be natural was not feminist. Correct. Because we're, we're somehow we were or another, trying to adapt
0: ourselves to the male
1: gaze that right, objectifies and that's, us. And that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. So now I think that we're, she's, she's asking us to question the idea of what's natural. Mm-hmm. And what is natural is normed for us, right? Correct, yeah. It's something that society structures for us. Mm-hmm. We're normalized by mm-hmm. the pressures of our society. Mm-hmm. So so we can't fall back on just saying, oh, it's, it's not ethical to do anything other than be natural. Because mm-hmm. natural is not mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also normed. So we've got to make a different choice about how we think about this as feminists. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm
0: sorry to interrupt. The feminist, like the second wave feminist, natural, Mm -hmm. was basically how you came out of mother nature with nothing done. Like, do not shave, do not wax, do not dye your hair, the whole thing. And and that was pretty revolutionary, I think, because for so long, Mm -hmm. women were like constantly faking themselves Mm -hmm. and being done up Mm -hmm. to be presented, um, you know, as if like on a platter, to the male consumer. Right. Yeah. Um, So... Even like having that out there, I think was extremely uh, consciousness changing. Sure, absolutely. So we don't, don't want to discount yeah. that at all. No, absolutely right. not. And it's not easy. No. You know, to this day, it remains. You know, kind of like a a a strong I think and, and proud yes, stance. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. And there, but it is also an aesthetic stance. Right, it is a way of crafting exactly. an appearance. Exactly, it's just crafting an appearance to a different market. Exactly, right. And yeah. I think that we've had to rethink that. With, I mean, I don't know. I came up with drag queens. Drag queens were my femme mm-hmm. idols in, mm-hmm. in Key West, where I live. Uh, Cis women don't bother getting dressed up fancy because that's what drag queens do. Mm. They've cornered that market. That's so interesting. So for me, that super femme aesthetic Mm -hmm. um, was always something that was slightly revolutionary.
0: Yeah, agreed from right. that point of view. Because yeah. depending on who takes it on. Right.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so then you learn to uh, approach those things. That's how I learned to do makeup was from um, I didn't never learn to do it well, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ma- me mean I me That's neither. the that's who I learned from was mm-hmm. my drag mm-hmm. queen friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we look at all of the ways that we craft appearance mm-hmm. as choices mm-hmm. that are based on a market, then we have to think about what are the ethics of those choices mm-hmm. as a as a feminist. Well, my
0: my you know like shortcut extremely yeah. shortcut uh, you take on it. Let's say is if you do it in quotes, it's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and if you do, you do it that? and you you know embrace it as truth, it's not okay. That's how you know. That's uh, how I, you know, again, it, it's, it's very like basic. It, yeah. it's not a, it's not an intellectual, highly intellectualized um, way of uh, approaching it. But what I'm saying is, if you, the wearer, you uh-huh. know, understand, are conscious uh, that this okay. is a mockery or or a a theatrical expression of something. It's like a costume. Like a costume. Yes. Yeah. And it's also potentially temporary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's yeah. much more healthy than if it's like right. the be all, end all, I absolutely must have like a decap and a big big yes. this yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. bones yeah. and look like half Nordic, half half yes. Latin yeah. uh, goddess. Mm-hmm. You know, when like for example Eurasian are or, or yeah. Jewish or yeah. something completely, you know, unrelated. Yeah. yeah. Um if you do it in like the drug queens, yeah. Right. Yeah. In a kind of like post uh, you know, post-realist way, yeah, deconstructionist way, yeah, yeah. then I think it's much healthier. Because yeah. you can also do many other, you can assume many other identities, you know, mm-hmm. with the passage of time. Instead of, like, be stuck right. in something that then defines you as, like, patriarchy's, you know, right? Yeah, object. I think
1: that's a really good point. M- having the agency to choose a non-linear non-stable self Mm -hmm. and to have the ability to to change Mm -hmm. that's that's really a that's that's a move that can be difficult to make I think that we're our society I think earlier we were talking about that difference between your the traditional body and soul thing right right that there is there is some interior self that right. you are changing your body to match that self, mm-hmm. and I think maybe some, you, you hear some feminist, like the maybe the lean in line of feminism that will talk about plastic surgery as a self fulfilling. Right, empowering. Choice, empowering, giving Mm -hmm. you agency to Mm -hmm. finally become the person that Mm -hmm. you really are. Right, or get your
0: confidence. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Become a woman of confidence in this male dominated world. Because that's who you really
1: are. So if you're really ballsy, to Mm -hmm. use a Mm gendered term, (laughs) then you're going to claim that. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it is ballsy. It's like you go in there, you make the appointment, you go under without fear, without, you know, you get cut up, you give, usually the men, because 90 yeah. of these cosmetic surgeons, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, yeah. the right to, you know, nip and tuck and yeah. paste and cut yeah. and paste. Yeah. And then you come out of it, you go
1: back to work. And you get more clients or oh, yeah. you get a raise. You get, or You exactly. get, because you get there the social are, approval. There are reinforcements, economic oh, yeah. and structural oh, huge reinforcements, reinforcements for that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Then, then I think wh- what's difficult to think through is what is the alternative to that? Because it's not don't do anything that's that's a cop-out um we live in bodies Mm -hmm. and we need to be um engaged with our bodies and using them crafting them working with them Foucault calls it the using the techniques of the self it's a form of what he calls self-care so there they are things that you are doing to craft a a life but you're not moving towards confirming some self that already is right you're moving towards a more a a deeper somatic experience of what it Mm -hmm. is to have a body Mm -hmm. so it's using the body it's um it it is paying attention to what the body looks like. That's part of the process, but I think it's also developing an interior sense yeah. of how the body's placed, how it works, how it's used, learning how to experience, how to sense. The, mm-hmm. Those are interior ways mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of experiencing the body mm-hmm. that I think are need to be equally thought through and theorized oh, yeah. and practiced. I agree. Practiced more than... Right? Yeah, yeah. practiced, which yeah.
0: which is totally different because it would force the doer um, to slow the fact down. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and become yeah. the thinker or, yeah. you know... Or the experiencer. Or the, or the empath yes. with her own body, the yes. empath of her own essence, yes. her yes. own body. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and I think that it's... That is something that... We avoid it's some there's a fear there, Mm -hmm. and so it's easy. Well, I think that the person who would be more the person who
0: by temperament you know we're also different. But like looking around me, you know, my friends who by temperament are are much more outgoing Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. much more active than than passive, you know, or doing rather than thinking. They Mm -hmm. tend to do a lot more of the cosmetic work. So it's yeah actually yeah. a challenge for them uh, because they would rather do than think you know sure would, absolutely um but one of the ways that interests you know that that I think is important f- when it comes to alternative uh, self modification you know mm-hmm. alternative scarification mm-hmm. um which can be done by you know feminists or trans um mm-hmm. Um, or, or or, people with like completely uh, newly defined se- gender sure. identities, sexual identities. Mm-hmm. Um, the question for me is a, is there like a spiritual religious element to it? The way hmm. that it was, you know, in ancient times in folk customs when scarifying mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. a sacrifice to the mm-hmm. divine. You know, yeah. it's an expression of yeah. not just participation in the tribe, but also, you know, but exchange, like you give it right. to God in exchange for protection, or right. you know, and the experience, recognition,
1: of pain, and threshold experiences—that's mm-hmm. part of that process. Right. And I do know people the who approach their the rite of passage. Yeah, um, they approach their their modification practices of the body in that in aim. that way. I I do know people that's their practice. There's also I don't know if you're familiar with Orlan. She's a mm-hmm. yes. So yes. she's like a classic Ex- yeah example example mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. somebody who's really making us pay attention to the process mm-hmm. of surgery and mm-hmm. the choices that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, Right, and what really
0: happens, you know, the inside of the body, you know, yes, the nuts and, and bolts of it. what it actually looks like. Yeah. yeah, to make yeah. you
1: actually look at right. the flesh being cut off. Exactly. Open. Instead
0: yeah. of just like the final, you yes. know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It really does. Posture bandage
1: pull, which oh,
0: is yeah. good. It makes me extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, again, parenthesis, ah. but like, I personally am slightly superstitious, so. Uh my superstition about <laughs> plastic mm-hmm. surgery is that were I to you know take it upon myself to pay to be put mm-hmm. under and cut up for my vanity mm-hmm. or at least for something akin to vanity some sort of like a superficial body level you know yeah, appearance yeah, yeah. level um, achievement then the gods and you know the Greek gods are very mm-hmm. you know are very on, on top of these things mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so my, you know, slightly judgy, vengeful gods will be like, oh, yep. you're okay doing this by yep. choice? No, they Let know what throw to do your with way. hubris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me throw your way like some real illness uh, you need huh. to go get cut up for. I uh, know. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. paranoid that like I will, you know, shake yeah. up the, the balance. The, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's, you yeah. know, it, the, the the thing is, you know, also you've got a very normative beautiful body so there's not that that it's a different choice right Mm. than it is for other people and there's a certain privilege that comes with looking like a skinny cis woman Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have that, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So yeah. it's a privilege yeah. that we speak from. Right. It's right. not, you know, I've right. never, there are some but struggles I have a lot had. of
0: this cosmetic surgery comes from age, you know, where. Absolutely. Like now there a I can a certain generation, yes. age, yeah. and you're like, oh, my boobs fell, my butt fell, whatever, my chin fell. There is, whatever, my there fell, is my my going on there. getting better. My <laughs> eyelids fell. <laughs> Let's lift it all the shit up. Yeah. You know, and just go under, pull it up. I mean, John Rivers dies on the on the table. I know, I know. Getting what,
1: her third lift of some kind? I know, I know, I know. I, I mean what a loss of life. I know. I know, but, you know, I think that goes back to one of the things you were talking about is the difference between your outgoing friends mm. who are, like, they're social, mm-hmm. they're they're quick to make a change mm-hmm. to their appearance, and introverted people. Mm-hmm. And that's really something that the original essay that we were talking and thinking with, the one about Botox ethics, that's her point in the essay, is she's using Botox as a way to think about feminism She's making us. She's asking us to think about w- what would it be like if our faces were unresponsive, because that's what Botox does to you. It makes it limits the amount right, of your
0: movement, your yeah, facial muscular yeah. movement. And,
1: and, and she's asking us as women to think about what's wrong with that. What might mm-hmm. be right with that? As women were constantly called to smile to give back mm. to give affect to um right to, and across the board human beings are being called on more and more and more to craft selves that we socialize for um, you right know, likes for attention mm-hmm. for Fe- our feedback, li- yeah. for our livings many mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. that's monetized so is there something that's that's Powerful in refusing that. Yes. In not giving. Yeah. Not crafting a self. Right. Just not doing it. Yeah. Just aging. I know.
0: It's not as easy as because you just said it, you know, the money, the Monetary aspect of it is super important, it you is know, especially and it for is, and it is younger naive. generations. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. it is, and it would be, you know, uh, naive of us to say, well, you know, ethically speaking, from a feminist point of view, you know, just let the body age. Because there is ageism in the marketplace. Absolutely. right? yeah. So, you know, th- and especially with the fillers, you know, women feel, well, it's not so invasive, it's being mm-hmm. cut open, you know, it's less expensive, it's more affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we know how, how much of it gets botched, specifically because, you know, women go to, like, behind, you know, the, the back room of, mm-hmm. like, the hair salon because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all they can afford right. and get yeah. the cheap shots. Yeah. And you have no accountability. You don't Mm-mm. have, like, uh, no. the the... Yeah the number of, you know, like... Yeah. A, a You're
1: going to get some fix-a-flat. Yeah. You, you just right? don't know what yeah. goes inside I you, know. how many extra <laughs> toxins. You know. It's I already know. toxins. Yeah.
0: Because it's like, I think, you know, dead cows and and I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So it's like hard to be a vegan and get the shots <laughs> and then think about
1: it. <laughs> 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 I hadn't thought about that. Oh, my God. I
0: know. It's so hard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but, yes, you know, yeah. being I think that the the, the heteronormative aesthetics mm-hmm. control us most of all absolutely. through the economy, absolutely, and that's the power yeah. of like late capitalism, yeah. right. Right? right? So, and even if you think about it, even the you know the rebels, mm-hmm. um, even even the, the the outsiders who craft an appearance that's mm-hmm. not heteronormative, mm-hmm. that is anti. Mm-hmm. That is unique, mm-hmm. you know. Wh- whether they they use piercings or uh, in, intentional scarring and mm-hmm. swelling and mm-hmm. keloids mm-hmm. and whatever, um, ultimately they are speaking to the heteronormative gaze. Mm-hmm. Right. That's who As they're an addressing, alternative. Yeah. right? Yeah, the, and, and we're still trying to, you know, we're always stuck in this right. like, I- you know, ineffable patriarchy. That there is no way out of. Mm-hmm. So whether we're saying, Oh, look at me, you know, accept me. I'm so pretty. I wanna like, you know, marry somebody rich or mm-hmm. get a raise or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. somehow be liked more, mm-hmm. um for my for my self abnegation, mm-hmm. which is what right. cosmetic surgery is. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, we also have the the other side, you know, who are like, I don't fit in, I don't wanna be one of you, mm-hmm. I wanna be other, I wanna you know, I wanna create Something unlike what I was born with, because mm-hmm. that feels more true to me mm-hmm. or true to myself. But they're still addressing the same, you know, right. by by doing all this work. Who are you talking to, you know, mm-hmm. if not the basic heteronormative audience? Or right. You know, that's a good system point. Criteria: You're
1: working to fit the norm or working in uh, against the right. norm, but it's still focused on the norm. And it's binary, right? And the other the other point is that. I think there's a difference between making choices for your personal aesthetic or Uh your personal, what makes your body work better for you, your personal pleasure, and crafting an image Uh and...
0: Let's um, talk about that a little bit like making choices for your pleasure. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm kind Such of interested in just the difference between um choices that are made because they they feel right in your body mm. or they result in better sex or better experiences in the body more pleasure um that's a maybe a personal choice when when that when the image that you craft is something that you are then branding and utilizing in on a economic level on a survival level that's a different thing altogether mm-hmm. i don't think for many people that's avoidable anymore um, well, uh, and everything we do is um, is observed is mm-hmm. captured mm-hmm. is becomes attention which becomes monetized mm-hmm. that's how we make our living most of us now mm-hmm. is with that attention so it's a it, it's not but, a system you can easily Right. step away from.
0: Right. Uh, even though it's flawed. I mean, I think if you just took everyone apart, you know, one-on-one on one yeah. and, and talked about it and said, do you really believe that the self can be expressed by physical ex- appearance? And mm-hmm. had like a, a real talk for 10 minutes they would mm-hmm. say no. They you would say so? no. Yes. Yeah. Because I believe that I mean, I'm pretty sure about it that people feel that their ultimate truth mm-hmm. cannot be Described or explained, uh, or even okay. you know, or even held on to because it shifts and moves and evolves. And yeah, y- yes. If you if you're asking something very you know large like gender, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you have gender dysmorphia, or mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. yes, of course, that you yourself needs to be uh, expressed mm-hmm. m- more authentically by the mm-hmm. gender that you feel you are. Mm-hmm. That's like, however. It's a, a minority, so we're not really mm-hmm. addressing it. We can, mm-hmm. but we're not really addressing it when we're mm-hmm. speaking now. It, it's more the, the enhancements, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and are the physical enhancements expressing our true self? And w- so is our true yeah. self basically are just trying to say, I feel younger than I look? Like, is it that basic? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and I think like we m- we're shrinking ourselves if, right. if we assume that the physical, you know, m- Realm can express its
1: yeah, and I just don't I, d- I don't find it useful to think in terms of a true self right. I just a- don't agreed. think that's that stable yeah. thing that you can agree pin down and then express yeah. A-, a self is something that is constantly in flux yeah. and in communication with things yeah. and people going on around you yeah. Um, it and it's not possible to tie that down Mm -hmm. much less you know make it something that you can surgically create exactly you're always going to be catching up right (laughs) yeah so and and I think that if I don't know but it seems to me that if you're if your time and your attention is spent on thinking about what other people are seeing mm. then that takes away from the time and attention that you can spend on what you are experiencing and enjoying mm-hmm. and what you like haven't you ever That's noticed that when you when you when you're in a group of um, people and you're watching I I don't you, And you're watching how people are socializing, who's hitting on who and that kind of thing. And you'll notice most of the cis women are sitting and talking to each other, right? They're not following hot people with their eyes. Because often the, the conversations I have with those women are about how they look, do I look okay? How do I look compared to the other women in the room? They're not, say- they're not looking around and saying, what strikes my eye? What looks hot to me? What do I want? They're really thinking about... Being chosen. Yes. So it's the passivity yes. of, of yeah. still
0: allowing the men to make the choice. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how it is from a male perspective. They, they may feel the same way. I don't know. But I don't have those conversations. I think with that's them.
0: extremely excep- exceptional. Yeah, I have <laughs> never had that conversation. I really with think them. those are like men who are bi, whether or not they know it, Maybe. you know, because yeah.
1: But I don't have those conversations with my gay male friends either. Mm-hmm. They're like, they know how to cruise, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and women don't know how to cruise. We don't no. grow up no. with that.
0: Cis don't, in general, bec- and, and I think men too, in a sense, you know, uh, they they don't. I I feel that uh, the The gay, the queer community, both male and female, you know, have had to adapt and get like Mm -hmm. a language of their own. So it's easy to just like get straight to the point because you will be misunderstood otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in this like heteronormative, you know, Mm -hmm. swamp. (laughs) Do you
1: think it's that hetero people use uh, use words? no to flirt no they use the ro- fake words They're fake like, words yeah. but it is verbal it's not like we don't you know if, if i go if i'm hanging out with my gay male friends it's eye contact mm-hmm. it's non-verbal mm-hmm. it's there's some hotness going on in mm-hmm. the room but mm-hmm. it's not verbal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if i'm hanging out with cis people it's verbal. A lot of extra words. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. And you're right. It's all <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. But maybe that's because, I don't know. I just think cis men have a lot of really bad sex because of the patriarchy.
0: Agreed. And you because know? they're beating around the bush so much. Well, you know. and they... they no no they pun don't. intended. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they're not
1: doing it enough. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it should be like <laughs> not around the bush <laughs> yeah but I think like you know in order to choose the queer lifestyle you've already like gotten through the guilt you know yes. through the inherent yeah, yeah, guilt yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. gone yeah. in and out through it and moved yeah. on but um you know the cis world which is vast mm-hmm. are like smack yeah. in the middle of it yeah. and they don't know what to do and so, you know, I think that very often there is misunderstanding as to who intends what because they don't have straight speech mm-hmm, about it, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so they find themselves uh, often inebriated, you know, in situations <gasps> yes, that they had no idea they were going into. Like they right. thought it was going to be one type of sex or yeah. one stage of sex or yeah. whatever and find themselves, uh, you know, something comp- in something completely different and... Right. The women are often overpowered mm-hmm. by the male of the species who mm-hmm. is bigger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are unsure like what 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 messages they gave they don't know where mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. their responsibility mm-hmm. lies mm-hmm. it just gets so murky
1: yeah and that's where your work comes in just learning how to speak about sex if the way that you are engaging with the opposite sex is verbal then you're going to need to learn how to speak from scratch right yeah it <laughs> yeah. really is like and nothing I th- metaphor no and I think it really starts for women with that switch from thinking ab- about appearance to thinking about sensation mm. right yes to think about what am I sensing yes and we do not know how to do that we're not taught how to do that yeah right? it takes yeah. practice to it takes a yeah
0: yeah because you need some role models. We haven't had it. Or you know, we didn't yeah. hear our moms speak that language. No, not or, at Or you know, the other women, the older women, who were the m- models of social behavior. Yeah, it was the opposite. You know, don't talk about it. It's all dirty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I and I and I do think that you know most women don't even have words for the sensation for the for the range of sensations that they could have access to. Right. Um. They also don't really have the confidence of what they give to the sex. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know mm-hmm. how. I, I hate to say good and you know, but they have no idea like what they're offering their partner sexually mm-hmm. and how valuable that is. That's why they mm. get like you know stuck in. You know, what their value is aesthetically. Uh-huh. You know, how yes. they look like on yeah, the arm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the arm yeah. candy thing, you know, yeah. the the trophy girlfriend, whatever, yeah. you know, how yeah. they are seen by the world outside and what kind of status that gives their lover in right. Right. the world instead of, you know, judging it on the basis of what the intimacy, you know, right, or the, the sensuality, the yeah, right, the sensuality.
1: But I'm wondering if that's because sensuality is not something that is as easily monetized as appearance. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Because I think that there's probably unattractive women that are fantastic in bed. Yes. <laughs> but they're not going to get a rich husband. Uh-uh. Because I mean, they don't have the eye candy thing. Right. right, and
0: we also, how are we going to, we need to know it. We need this system <laughs> where we're because I want to know who they are. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, we need tattoos of some sort. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that, you know, that would be interesting, mm. because I do know, if I'm looking around at a crowd of people, I'm trying to think about, how I can tell if somebody looks like they're comfortable in their body. Mm. And oftentimes those are not women that are 85% plastic. Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, that just seems to me like that cuts down on your sensation. I don't know. It's not the body I live in. Right. I don't know either. I don't know. It's hard. You yeah, know, I need to think about that more. That's one thing that getting old is really good for. Um... It makes it possible for you to kind of disappear in a crowd, Mm. and you can sit in the back and just watch people. And I learn a lot doing that. It's really fun. (laughs) So that's something I'm going to need to watch for that more. There's got to be visual markers. There have to be people that are having good sex. Yeah,
0: I mean, I you know, I always. I consider myself psychic, Ah, (laughs) sexually psychic. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I always felt like I'm going to, I will know, you know, I'll enter a space and I'll know. And then the more, the more sex you have with different people, the more kind of like pick up cues from new people Ah, that remind you of previous people. And, you know, you experience really is all you can have. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like statistically, you can just, you cannot have sex with as many people as you'd like to pick like the the ones that are best for you. Yeah. If there were another, there was another system, you know, an an, ethical, yeah. an ethic an sy- ethical system. <laughs> yeah, and that comes of, down to really. You like, know, so you don't want to like communication. rate. You don't want to rate because no. that's like so horrible. No, but,
1: but you do want to communicate about mm-hmm. this is what gets that's me off. That's what it off. is. Yeah. Um, exactly. This works for me. This is what my body likes. Right. This is
0: not you right. Know. What's your pleasure? How right. do you elicit the most yes. pleasure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you done? What would you like to try? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And those things are, you know, some. But I think there also needs to be a nonverbal communication and cues and things that happen before that. Some I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's a new. We're all trying to negotiate that balance between verbalizing and sensuality Mm -hmm. and it's new for everybody Mm -hmm. and between
0: authentic desire whatever that is because you know of course we're social beings so our brain is already programmed by like since early childhood by all kinds of you know uncontrollable stimuli and how our brain chose to respond to it to that that stimuli But, you know, what is authentic desire and what is assumed desire, you know, Mm. which I think is a big issue, you know, like I am very conscious for myself. Mm -hmm. So I imagine uh, most people would be too of, you know, when I see someone who I think they are uh, desirable, Mm -hmm. hot, because they fit the model.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: so I am turned on, but, but I'm also aware that I'm turned on because, you know, the entire culture because has conspired to turn me on yeah yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah i've yeah, seen yeah, yeah, so yeah. many advertisements you know since sure. again since yeah. childhood you yeah. know i've seen so much porn i've you mm-hmm. know i've masturbated yeah. so much yeah so it's just and then which you...
1: one is authentic
0: you know yes yeah where yeah. there is desire that's perplexing
1: yes yeah well for me that's usually been because i'm sleeping with somebody who looks like that so my, the pers- the people that I've found attractive change based on who I'm having decent sex with, right? I'll notice different kinds of people. And then you look for people like that. Or just my eyes notice them because my mm-hmm. body has found that right. attractive. Yeah, it's like Pavlovian. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is. So. Yeah.
0: It's like, uh, you know, if you, you know, date bold guys and they're, Make you happy, and then you're always gonna look for like the hairless guy. Cause (laughs) that's where your eyeballs go. Yeah, yeah. We need to. Okay, so the the main thing we need is like consciousness. It's again slow down.
1: Yeah. To give ourselves
0: time to you know uh, wade our way through all of these issues Mm -hmm. and try to Mm -hmm. you know sense what's authentic, most authentic. Yes. Yeah. For the
1: present moment. Yeah. And it's not an authenticity that's going to be valid maybe next week. (laughs) But it is... (laughs) But it is... I think that difference... Yeah, I don't think... that. I'm not big on authenticity. But I am big on that difference between what is sensation and what is trying to craft an image. I think that's a legit difference in the way that we experience our bodies. Right. And the more Attention we can pay to our bodies, the better, and right. sometimes that means that you need to stop thinking so much about mm-hmm. what other people are seeing with their eyeballs,
0: right? right? Which we cannot really know, you know. Yes. we imagine, yeah. and yeah. usually we imagine the worst, you know. In my experience, as yeah, you know, and as you you mentioned that when you said women are comparing each other, yes. In my experience, yeah. it's the women that most often, um, you know, the the Patriarchy influenced w- female gaze. Oh, absolutely. That most often yeah. other women are trying to match up to mm-hmm. or, or please. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, men in the end are fine, like in the dark with, a mm-hmm. c- you know, a couple yeah. of good orgasms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the other women in the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, my
1: sister used to be able to walk into a room and immediately tell me where she ranked in the hotness scale on the room compared to the other women. Wow. Just like that. She was good. Yeah. (laughs) And I was always pretty clueless. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can't, I I don't know. I mean, you know, I think that for us being slightly uh, outsiders, it's just simpler to not participate in that.
1: Yeah. I liked watching them do the dance, though. (laughs) I've always been a voyeur. I (laughs) I
0: feel really comfortable (laughs) in that role but i would <laughs> have no idea no <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i try to present myself as as different and eccentric as yeah, much as i can yeah yeah and um i'm always really surprised when you know heteronormative men yeah. a- a- are attractive attracted to me yeah and i just keep asking what, what? why <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> What am I saying? <laughs> I, I did something wrong. I, did, I you know, I've got my
1: market wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, well.
0: yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's it you know, like socially constricted you know, desire as mm-hmm. well as body image is what we're talking about. Right. So, yeah. you know, ideally so it would not path be
1: out of that, you know. And so, one of the things um, one of the things that Cressida Hayes says is that it's it, one of the paths forward that she's talking about is just a any kind of bodily practice of like yoga, meditation, anything that's interior in that way mm. that's something that she mm-hmm. she uses as an example, yeah, that but, makes sense, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. that sense of. It, Developing a sense of what mm-hmm. what your body feels like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's others. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
0: for me, if I were to add my yeah, two cents, so whatever two cents worth.
1: Yeah, that's so, about right. yeah. You um, can have more than two cents. <laughs> <of> that, <yeah. laughs>
0: um, I don't know exactly what it's worth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'd like to be a little more accurate, but okay, <laughs> two cents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that taking ourselves. Out of the herd, the crowd, the group, ah. including the freaking yoga class. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. helpful. Yeah. So yeah. there is a difference between wearing the, t- p- 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 the tight, uh, yes. you know, uh, yeah, workout yeah, yeah. gear and yeah. going to yoga. Right. And, yeah. you know, like stretching as hard as you can. And getting <laughs> the pose perfect. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Because there are like all these people around yes. you whose opinion matters. Yes. And yeah. there, is, there is a difference between that and what I call... You know, getting in touch with yourself sure. tourism, mm-hmm. which is going to unpopulated <sighs> nature places. Yeah, you know, by yourself mm-hmm. or like a safe spe- person, uh-huh. and immersing yourself in nature, away from everybody. You know, away uh, from okay. the culture that's mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. charge. You know, of mm-hmm. our brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, and like regarding meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. I think it's more beneficial in from the point of view of our conversation mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, in the privacy of your home in uh-huh. your backyard right then again you know so taking time away from the system of like social approval uh-huh. feedback uh, you know, all that stuff I, th- I think is helpful to cr- to find that balance you know
1: right and i think that's an important point is that any technology of self care can be can become something that's used by capital Right? Any any anything. Any. And, so and what's
0: gonna I don't know if you have a, I'm sorry to interrupt No, go ahead. Um I don't know if you've thought about this, but I'm I have wondered like what's happening as we enter virtual reality which oh, which yeah. we will. Yeah. Yeah and then our bodies which are now, you know, cosmetically enhanced, maybe mm-hmm. just virtually enhanced.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: mm-hmm. and then what happens between that self and that appearance, which is extremely changeable, I mean it's much more easily yeah. changeable. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I took a class at at UC Berkeley on digital culture a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and one of the articles that I remember was looking at um, people's, um, the the choices that they made to represent themselves Mm -hmm. when they engaged in online communities, Um, what kind of ethnicity, sex, gender, um, all those appearance choices that they made, and... Whether how those matched up with their actual gender, sex, race, um, how why people made those choices to be different than what they were. I I think that it says a lot about what we're dissatisfied Mm -hmm. about in our own lives, Mm -hmm. and also um, how people are interested in trying to work those differences out Mm -hmm. in at a Mm -hmm. virtual distance. Mm -hmm. Um, because we don't know how to work them out face to face, exactly.
0: Right. And as we become more and more digital and virtual, we mm-hmm. will have less uh, facility face to face, right, in it real life. Yeah, because you know, virtual is just so much more fun. You can lose yourself in it, right? Literally. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but but it's also it's, you know, it, at least not, it's not popularly or widely somatic. It's all in your head. Right. Right? Yeah. And so, but I'm, well, you know, historically and economically, it's always the sex industry that monetizes first on any kind of digital platform. So we're we're moving into virtual reality. It's going to be sex. Yeah, it's going to be virtual porn. That happens first. That, and yeah, it's happening it's now. There's going to be so much money in it, yeah. of course. So So
0: capital, yeah.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what yeah. they come up
0: with. There will be a new field of psychology, I think, just ah, dealing yeah. with, like, virtual pathologies. <laughs> 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 and, you know, we are going to be out there to be, yeah. you know, heard by the people of the future who will know better than yes. we do now what has happened. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, global citizens of the future. Like, you know, <laughs> listen in, please. <laughs> This is all we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, an hour of saying where we don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, Are we still gonna have
0: bodies? I
1: hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a famous psychology thought question. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you if you had an absolutely perfect life with a perfect body that had every single sensation that you wanted. And, um, but that was all just virtual, mm-hmm. and you were really just a brain in the vat. Would you mm-hmm. have a good life? Is yeah. that a good life?
0: Well, w- we don't know. They know. They will know <laughs> in the future. <laughs> they will know. <laughs> <laughs> they can come back and tell us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they may. They may just put out they what can. they can yeah, do. <laughs> I don't know.
1: They may be here already. Exactly. John. <laughs>
0: you come back from the future <laughs> <laughs> joaldradio.org <dot> <laughs> <laughs> the aliens are here with us
1: that's it
0: yeah well that's great okay so you know we pretty much I hope we answered every single question we on the did topic
1: uh, all the questions <laughs> that the aliens had
0: <laughs> um, thank you for Perfect. listening thank you for coming Lori hey, that it was, was wonderful yes we need to do it again um, thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer here on Jolt Radio and I'll be back with you next week. Until then, speak sex.